Welcome to Paranormal the New Normal. In this week's episode, a guest I am very, very excited about, and I've been lo- trying to get on the show for months, but <laughs> it's just the way it's just the way the scheduling works. And my guest this week is Marie Mason from ghosthunters.com or ghosthunter.com. Sorry, I want to get that correct. <laughs> How are you doing today, Marie? Oh man, I'm in Cali. It's pretty hot. Yeah, it's pretty warm here, so I can imagine it's a lot worse in Cali. But oh yeah. So why don't you why don't you tell the watchers what it is you do in the paranormal world? Okay, so first of all, thank you for having me. That's pretty awesome. You know, um, it's nice to talk to other like-minded people who get it. Um, but uh, I'm just, you know, uh, like everybody. Well, well, a lot of us we like to go and explore like abandoned locations and get scared and do all that fun stuff and. You know, I was doing that, so I wasn't really doing ghost real, right, real, real yet. And um, you know, we were going. Me and my sister-in-law would go to like. There's a local, uh, local uh, baby cemetery out here. It's uh, from Pioneers. There's a baby cemetery that's supposed to be haunted. And, you know, we would go there at night. My sister would be drinking the beer, and it would be scary. But so I wasn't really taking it serious, right? In 2019, June of 2019. I was going up. There's a local canyon out here called Sand Canyon. And I live in Santa Clarita in California. And there's a place called Sand Canyon. And it's supposed to be haunted, right? So I went up Sand Canyon by myself with the dog. And a couple of interesting things happened. So when it comes to the paranormal world, I kind of feel like there's a connection telepathically. Okay? And what I mean is... Sometimes there'll be coincidences and everybody will be like, wow, that was weird. That, how did that happen? And I was thinking that. So, so I, I'm driving up Sand Canyon and there is a local legend of the prom queen ghost. Okay. Everybody has one. And so <laughs> it's so good. Right. And this Sand Canyon is really, it's like there to this day. Okay. Jeremy, there's no lights. Okay. A lot of really big houses with big property and horses and no streetlights to this day. So the legend of the prom queen ghost, it was during the day and I was driving up there and I stopped this at this one location. So it's like it's a it's a windy canyon and they kind of like built oak tree, the oak trees. They built they built the road that would go around the oak trees. Right. So naturally, you're going to have accidents. Right. Um, and so the legend is that the prom queen ghost died on the specific area on the flat part. Supposedly she died. It's called Warm Springs. So I stop at Warm Springs and across the street is a guard because there is a community, a big house with a guard gate. And I just pulled in and I go, hey, um, have you heard of the prom queen ghost? You know, and he's like, the prom queen ghost. He's like, no, I haven't heard about that one. I go, well, which one have you heard about, right? I just started egging him on. And he goes, well, I heard about this, that, and the other. Okay, so put that in your pipe and put it in your pipe. So then I get in the car and I keep driving. And I stop at the next stop. This is on the flat ground of the windy canyon, right? I stop at the flat ground a little further down, and it's a fire station. And I get out and I go to the fire station And I say, hey, have you guys heard of the legend of the prom queen ghost and where she crashed? And the firemen were like, don't film us. And I had my camera on down. I wasn't filming them. And he's like, well, I got some weird feelings here at the station. And I'm like, what kind of weird feelings? Okay, so this is adding to it. I haven't even gotten to the location yet. Right. And so the fireman goes, well, uh, sometimes here at night, I will feel like a ghost brushing my eyelashes. And I'm like, what? That's a good one. So then I take off and what happens is there is a lookout point up the sand canyon. As you drive up the canyon, all the kids during the party days would drive up the canyon. Now you go up the windy canyon up the hill to a lookout point where everyone parties. Okay. Now that's where the freaking prom queen died. Not at the lower part on the ground. Right. So I'm driving up the canyon. And I go way up there and I find the lookout point. 
Now, at this point, I'm just exploring, right? Because there's some abandoned government locations. And you know how that goes, okay? Government locations, that's a dead giveaway for hauntings, right? Because oh God, yeah. we don't know what the hell the government was really doing. They can have fronts. And I, I put, okay, I'm, I put all the pieces together, but I'm trying to, I just want to paint the picture so you guys get it. Because it's like, it's like, I feel like I put it out there, right? Because I stopped and I asked the guard gate. Then I stopped and I asked the fireman and then I kept going. So I kind of feel like I put it out there, right? So I get all the way to the top of the mountain to the lookout point, right? And at this point, I'm with my dog. It was 80 degrees, nice day, not hot. Um, since then, I've done some calculations. Like it was a 4,000 elevation. There was pine trees. So I start to film. Hey, look at this great view. Isn't it great? Film it. I get in my car. And I start to drive down this windy canyon. I lean over the back of my shoulder and I take a picture of where I was. And my phone cracked. Ooh. My phone died. It went, it died. Okay. And I went, what the heck? And I was smacking my phone, smacking my phone. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't tell me my phone died. Cause you know, I didn't know. So as I leave in this location, that's haunted. I turn around. Snap a picture. My phone fries. I can't get it to work. By the time I get home, I had a trip to the river. And when I got home two weeks later, I started to go through my phone and delete pictures. And as I started to delete pictures, I saw something blue in one of the trees. And I zoomed in and I zoomed in and I went, holy shit. And it was the prom queen ghost. I caught the full apparition of the prom queen ghost. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like I was, I was up there goofing around, but I wasn't planning on it. Now, listen, this is during the day. This is an apparition in full apparition in color during the day. And I'm like, no, who does that? Right. So at this point I get that picture and then I get another picture that this tree was full of all of these skulls. I mean, dead to right skulls. Remember, this is an abandoned government location, an abandoned government location, secret crap. Okay. Like, like, listen, it's supposed to be abandoned, but they still have electric wire around the whole complex. Okay. So something is yeah. right. You know what I That's mean? fishy. That's fishy. Yeah. That's fishy, right. It's like, and, and so I'm a licensed drone pilot, FAA licensed drone pilot. So you know, a year later, I went, it's on my YouTube channel. A year later, I filmed, I took the drone and I got aerial footage really quick, which I'm not supposed to, right? But yeah. there's a launch pad up there and still, uh, you know, there's still equipment. So something's going on. Okay. So I filmed the prom queen ghost and I take a picture of a tree that has all these skulls. And I'm talking, listen, it's not just a skull. I'm talking one skull had glasses on. Another one has, I call him two-faced, like he's half of his face is dark and the other half is like skin. I mean, you see one with a hat, like a, like a construction hat. You see one with glasses. I mean, this is an incredible snapshot, okay? Now, I think I'm crazy, Jeremy. I'm like, am I seeing things, right? So I hope this is okay, me just rambling on, right? Oh, oh this show is about the guests. It's not about me, so please. <laughs> So I just want to like lead you up to how I got to write the book and so forth. Right. So, so I take a picture of the prom queen ghost. The prom queen ghost has never been released yet. That's coming because with the prom queen ghost, it wasn't going to be fair to just do the prom queen ghost. It's taken me three years to do the research on the real girl. And that, that story's coming out, but I did the similar thing with the madam book. Okay. So let's keep going. So June, 2019, I get my first picture my phone dies. Got it. One month later, I go to a different location, an abandoned campground. Okay, this is spooky already. Right? It's up Sand Canyon, the Taunted, an abandoned campground. And I start walking around and I was like, listen, this is all in my head. I had nobody to talk to. So I said, okay, let me see if I can take some more pictures and see if I can find anything because maybe I'm crazy, right? So I go to the second location near this. And I snap one picture, two picture, my phone crashes again. 
And instantly I go, oh, oh, that's them. The energy, right? That's, they sucked the energy out. And I went, oh, that's them. When I got home and I reviewed the footage and I got my phone. So that they didn't kill my phone. They just shut it off. Okay. So when I got home, this is the second time I took the photo, a photo in, in the haunted sand Canyon. The second time I took the photo, that photo was incredible more than the first. I mean, there was an 1800s couple and I'm talking 4k. We're talking full. This is not smoke. This is not, maybe it's a picture. It's full 4k pictures. And you're like, what the fuck? I mean, this picture of this a couple, I could see her eyebrow, her eyebrow and her eyes and her face. And I'm like, what the hell? So now this is this is number two. Okay. So now I've taken two pictures and the phone has died. Now they don't cut off my phone. They know that I know. <laughs> or maybe they suck my energy. You know what I mean? So possible. Maybe, huh? Because I am drained after I do stuff for a couple of yeah. days. You're not the first person I heard say that. So I 100% can believe that spirits or what anything like that can totally just absorb our energy somehow. Right. Which I was reading the other day that has to do with the EMF detector, the electric magne- uh, magnetic field, right? And so I misunderstood that tool. I thought that tool was... Like if you put it up to a light switch, that's not what it was. The EMF is like the radiation, like from your phone and like a TV. Yeah. And so apparently that can, that's when it goes off, you know, the ding, 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 when they go off. And so, I don't know. I feel at this time that they drain my energy because they don't, they've shut off my phone the first two times. But keep in mind, this was the first two times I ever took real, real paranormal pictures that are undeniable. It's not even a joke. Undeniable. Okay. So now I I keep trying to debunk myself, right? I keep going all to historical locations, other locations, and I keep trying to debunk myself because I think I'm crazy still, right? Like, am I seeing shit? You know what I mean? And yeah. um, so I uh I start going to historical places. And I, and I start taking pictures for some weird reason. Listen, I can take a picture anytime, any day, any time, any day in color. I have 10,000 pictures now, any time, any day. And I'm talking, I'll show you a picture in a minute. I'll show you a picture that like, like you can see, like my favorite guy is called the ax man. He's literally holding an ax. And you can see in the photo, you see his skull face. You can see the eyes. It's a skull. You see a full beard like you have and a full head of hair. And then his arms are out and you can see his sleeves are ripped. You can see that just like I'm showing you my hand, you can see the hand. And on the left hand, he's holding an ax and it's a completely different color. And you can see the handle and you can see the metal like it's. It, the veil, it came right freaking through. Like, I started to believe. Remember I told you it was in June, right? Yeah. So what I started to figure out now for the past three years is certain times. And what was in June? The summer solstice. I was going to say, solstice is one of the solstices. Yeah. And that's when the veil was thin. And I caught these guys through the right timing. And the veil was thin. And they just... It was like, it has to be the right time. So summer solstice. So, okay. So let's, so now you know what I did in June. Now, now I know, cause I keep taking pictures and now I'm going to historical places, historical locations, and, and I'm trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. Right. And so I go out here, I'm in California in the Mojave desert and you're going to love this. Okay. Paranormal one-on-one out here in the Mojave desert is what? secret air force bases yeah you got all that crap right because i believe there's a connection right there has to be has to be and so uh because they know if i know and i figured it out they know more than me right and so um out here in the desert is called it's called a place called randsburg a ghost town it's a real ghost town a real active ghost town from 1890s gold mine okay and then let me see what should i See, like, here's the book cover. This is a real picture of the ghost town. You know? Yep. It's real. And so 
I went out there. Now I'm still, now I know at this point, it's still 2019, okay? Because now I'm like, uh, I'm on a rampage. Okay, I can't stop. I'm going everywhere. I'm obsessed, right? You imagine having this ability, you're just going crazy. So, so I go, I'm testing. I'm going to historical places, historical places, testing, testing, testing. Then I go to this ghost town and um, I go there goofing around and I tell the town, I say, hey, listen, why don't you let me do the aerial footage for your Western event? And I was doing the aerial footage. And then I said, listen, why don't you let me do a ghost haunt? And they're like, you know, we've been thinking about that. And so I go, okay. And this is important because now we're at the book. Okay. So I go, you should let me do a ghost uh, investigation and have people come up and play with my equipment and we'll talk to ghosts. Now at this point, I don't know for sure if I can pull it off. I'm just like winging it. And I'm like, yeah, let's do Cause I know I can take the pictures, but can I do it in front of an audience? I don't know. Yeah. So they go, you know what? Let's do it. So for a month before I went to do the ghost uh, hunt for the town and they had like put together a tram ride and then they put me in this 1890s uh, saloon. So I was inside the saloon. I had all my equipment and people would come in and I had, uh, I did my homework and I found that this town, this, uh, the saloon at one point was converted into a uh, roller skating rink. So what did I know now? Trigger items. So if they converted it to a roller skating rink, then you know kids were there. So I brought a ball for the event, a ball. So during that event, right before the event, they kept putting me up in a cabin for a month before the event. I had to keep coming out and doing walkthroughs and everything, right? And so... 130 people came out to the middle of the desert on Halloween night to this event in the middle of nowhere. So I'm in the red light district cabin. So this is a historical town. It's called an active living ghost town. And that means it still has residents living there. So what it really is, is it's a tourist attraction. It's a tourist attraction to where people come out there and they go and eat hamburgers and they do whatever ride their motorcycles out there. So it's an active living ghost town, which means that there's people still living there. So what they have done is they've taken some of their old buildings and they've renovated them inside. So you can rent the rooms. So they put me up. There is, it's in the, it's in the book. It's called the red light district. There's three little cabins off main street for the red light district. And they put me up in there and I'm in the middle room alone Two weeks before Halloween, I'm in the room and I'm like, I got the spidey senses, right? And I had just installed an app on my phone called Thermal Image, Thermal. And so I went, I went into this, the middle cabin. I walked in there. I held still. And I had the feeling and I went and I snapped the picture. And there's the madam right there. That's the picture of her right back there. You see her face? It's kind of far away, but it's right there. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see it with the lights and everything, but I could kind yeah. of see it. It's her. She's sticking her head through, and I went, oh. So after the event, I go, okay. So now I caught this picture of a woman in the red light district. Is it the madam? Is it the madam? Is it a real person, or is this just a legend? And it took me three years to research. Who was the madam? The book's called The Madam. Who was the madam? And I found that in 1894, she was committed to the first insane asylum in Southern California. Interesting. Right? Yeah, it's really good. And I'm like, what? Like, what? She's what? You know, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Now I see the newspaper article, 1894, San Bernardino. There was the first insane asylum was built in 1893 here in Southern California. I didn't even know. 1893, one year later, she was committed. So what I found when I did my homework, that's all in the book, is that, my God, you know, we all like to go to the insane asylums and hear the stories. We all love that. Anybody here that's in paranormal, we love that. This is an actual person that I took a picture of that got out. I don't know if she escaped or what, because that part's not clear. But in my book, I found a ledger. I found a ledger. I found a ledger 
the census ledger showing um, her name and everything. She was committed. I found the newspaper article. Then I found the actual ledger, the, the track census that showed that she was in the hospital, right? I mean, it's all in the book. It's all in the book. So anyways, so now I go, okay, I found out who the madam is. I found out she was committed to the insane asylum, but let me go backwards. How, what, what else can I prove, right? So I say in the article, it says, Emily was committed to the San Bernardino insane asylum due to epilepsy. She didn't even have like a real disease. She was, it was ep epilepsy. Okay. So back in the day, you can commit anyone in the insane asylum for any freaking reason. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, just watch American horror story asylum to hear more stories about that, that are based on real life people or yeah. look into the Kennedy uh, daughter that was put in the insane asylum just because that's she was right. different. I forgot about her. You know what? And that's, and that's right. Like, uh, that was my favorite, uh, season asylum. And that is based on a real true story in, it was in back East. I think that's where, where are you at? I'm in Massachusetts. I think the asylum was in, I want to say Virginia or around there or something like, that. Yeah. Oh, now, now I got to Google that. Cause it's going to drive Google me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought it was closer to you. I could be. But that was a true story. It oh, was... oh, my God. Yeah, that's. Pe well, it was filmed at Pennhurst, which is a famous haunted mental hospital. And mm -hmm. and it, that that's in Georgia. Georgia. But... OK. Yeah, that one. Oh, actually, but... oh no, no, I'm, no, no. I'm sorry. That's Stranger Things. Why the hell they give me Stranger Things? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the uh, but that asylum was. If you do the homework, that series, there really was a Catholic church that bought it. There really oh, it is, was. It is Massachusetts. They Massachusetts. filmed it. Massachusetts. I told you it was right by they, you. They they filmed it in Massachusetts. I don't know. I don't know if that was actually. Oh yeah, it was in Massachusetts. Yeah, Wasaki yeah. County, which I am not sure where that is. I can't say, but Wasaki County. I never even heard of that. Mm. All right. Now time for a so, second Google search. So, so, like, <laughs> so isn't it? Okay. So it's really, really interesting that I take a picture in a ghost town in the desert and I find that the madam was committed to the insane asylum. Now it's getting good, right? Now I'm like, wait a minute. This is getting too good. So then I research and this took me years, two, three years. Uh, then I find that she was actually married to a man who was arrested for selling liquor to the Indians. Because back in the day, you weren't allowed to sell liquor to Indians, right? Then he ends up, the madam has a son with him, and the baby is four weeks old, and he deserts her. He leaves her. Of course he does. Of course he does. And then he leaves her. So then I'm trying to do my research. It's in the book, and I'm thinking, okay, where did he go? Where did he go? Can I find where he went? And I found that he went to Yuma, Arizona, became a cop, a constable, and shot and killed a man. It's like, what? <laughs> this story is like, what? So so he he leaves her. Now, remember, 1894, you guys, no woman could get a job. Think about it. What, how could you get a job? There were no jobs. No, you're a housewife. You're a housewife, that's it. And so that's where... He left her. Now, what is she going to do? So the parents, the parents backstabbed the madam. They committed their daughter to the insane asylum because she was deserted by her husband. They committed her to the insane asylum under the pretense because she had epilepsy when she was four. And I'm like, so then I start doing research on the asylum. And that's incredible. The asylum, you realize... I talked to, I called the Patton State Hospital, the asylum. It's still open. The brick part is not, but the asylum is still there. And I called them and I talked to the museum guy. And he told me that back in the day, you could be as low as a dentist to check someone in the insane asylum. That's all it took. All it took was you could pick up the phone and say, my neighbor is bugging me. 
Can you have them committed? Checked. Gone. I'm sure a lot of people still wish that was true, but... That's true. If you said, I don't want my wife, she's too old, and I want to... I'm having an affair with a younger wife, a younger girl, check her in. It's the... you. I'm saying it's all in the book. When you see the statistics of what they could do, it's all in the book, all the research, okay? And it was like, it got so bad, they were checking in everyone because... The insane asylums were state funded. State funded. That means that means nobody had to pay to check someone in. That's it. You're you're we're gonna check you in. You don't have to pay. It's a way to get rid of someone. So I found that the madam was committed to the insane asylum. And when she got out of the insane asylum, she got even with her mother. And she changed her name to her mother's name and called herself French her mother was French. So the name of the madam is French Madam Marguerite Roberts. It's brilliant. She got out. She got even with them committing her to that hell hole that she changed her name, Emily, to the, to the moms and called herself French and <clears throat> pretended to be French and became a badass madam of this town. She owned property, two bars. It's a great freaking story. Great story. It's the book. And just so you know, I did find it. The the hospital that in uh, American Horror Story Asylum, Briarcliff, is oh, based Briarcliff. on it's based on Willowbrook State School from Staten Island, New York, which was open from forty seven to eighty seven. So, oh. and I I am originally from New York, not down that south in the city, but I'm from mid state New York, so I do know Staten Island, but I never actually would know where this would actual building would have been, but. So it was based on a real asylum, though. Oh, yeah. And the part about the uh, Catholic buying it is in, in the records, too. It's real. Oh, I, I believe the, it. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't trust religious stickers as far as I could throw them. So. Oh, yeah. No way. Yeah, so I mean, uh, so that that's the story of the madam. It's an intense, great book. And then I show in the, I tell, you know, in the book, I talk about the, I tell you, I just told you the story and a little bit about me and, uh. And then I show a lot of stuff that happened in front of the audience when I did the tour. You know, like the ball that I told you, the little boy was rolling the ball in front of a live audience. And and I went and it has a really, really bitchin' cemetery out there. It's one of those really old ones with the tombstones that are falling over. And I found the madam's grave and I spoke to her with the EVP and I asked her something in French and she responded in French. I mean, it's good. It's like, it's really good. Yeah, that sounds like a dream for a lot of paranormal investigators. That I, I've talked to plenty who don't get that much proof. I mean, I've talked to some who get a lot of proof as well, but I've talked, I've talked to some who don't give it, get proof like that, and they would die for proof like that. Like it's just. So I'm glad you said that. So let me tell you this. Okay, in this town is a general store, a bar. You know, I told you, I went into the general store. And the general store, this town is very interesting, this ghost town, because it was had a lot of, they were ahead of their time, and they had a lot of women in charge. It's very unusual, especially in 1890. A lot of women owned restaurants, bars, uh, I mean, not bars, uh, yeah, saloons, you know. And then this, the real big mine, it was the number one mining town in Southern California for gold. Well, anyways, so a lot of women run owned business, including the madam. This woman ended up coming in and owning real estate. So anyways, I'm going to talk to you about a really great, and it's all on my YouTube. There's a great, unbelievable, and I get it all the time, Jeremy. I know I don't want to be cocky, but it's true. So I'm in the, I'm in the general store and I'm with the owners. It's a woman. And there was this guy who used to sit on the bar and his name was Cowboy Bob. Because a lot of locals out there, right? Cowboy Bob and... He he just died. So the girls that are in the general store were asking him questions. And she said, the one cook was, she said, this is all on video. She's like, hey, Cowboy Bob, I heard that you used to sing in the kitchen. Do you sing in the kitchen? And he goes, sometimes. Like there is no other talk, no other static. And we all scream. And then here's a, one of the best EVPs was at that same time. And we said, uh. Cowboy Bob, Cowboy Bob, can you can you tell us how do you what do you think of my cooking? And the spirit box said this. It said, 
a woman came through and said, you're going to have to take that one up. But Daniel, a full sentence, full sentence. It's all on my YouTube. You're going to have to take that one up with Daniel. Do you know how hard that is to get a full sentence in a ghost very, town that has no radio? Very hard. Very hard. Very hard. So when I went to the uh, Madame Cemetery, her, her tombstone, I said, Comment allez-vous? And she said, Allez-vous? <laughs> there is no freaking radio out there, right? So getting the voice, but I have something way more better to tell your, your audience. Okay. So I, I, I'm not, I'm so good at getting the, the voices are easy. The pictures are easy for me. So now I want to take it to the next level, right? So I tried during uh, the uh, ghost event in the ghost town. I said to the ghost, I said, can you count with me? And I said, one, two, three. Can you count? I go one, two. And it goes three in front of a live audience. And I'm like, oh, my God, that was an intelligent freaking respond. That was an intelligent respond. It said three. Okay. Now, one year later, I'm in another town called Lone Pine, California. I'm in Lone Pine. And I'm in the John Wayne Hotel with the manager. And I'm walking around. And I said, can you count with me? I say it again. I go, can you count? I go, one, two, three. Can you count? I go, one, two. And it goes, three, it sang it, say three, all, it was like legit. So I'm like, what? You know, evidence, evidence is one thing, but to get an intelligent response is next level, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I've, I would, I've heard, sorry to interrupt, but, <laughs> no, but I, I had paranormal investigators in my, in my first house I'm in now that I own, first house I ever owned, they came in back in. Uh, December, a month after I bought the house, because we just had some creepy things happening. And like they were using a spirit box, of course, and all this. But and eventually we were asking the ghost questions. Apparently, it's the people who used to live here. They built the house. It's the couple. They both died outside the home, but they're still residing here in spirit form. Mm -hmm. And we went to we were we found the most activity in my kids rooms. So they never they never could have kids. So we believe they're they, we asked them if they're watching over the kids because they never could have any, and they said yes, according to the Divine Rods. And eventually, we're in my son's room. It's the last place I was with them. And we're talking about the house, and I'm talking about like how, what I've done to the house since I moved in. And we asked them, do you like what I've done with the house? And all of a sudden, I get the coldest chills and up my spine, and I hear in my ear a very slight, thank you. <laughs> And like I, I look at the two investigators, I'm like, "Did anybody else hear that?" And they're like, "No." I'm like, "I just heard a thank you in my right ear." Whoa! And they're like, and like both of their faces were just like, "Oh my god!" Like, I mean that we got spirit box words a bunch of times, uh, jungle, a couple other words I don't remember, but apparently we asked them what jungle melt meant and it ended up meaning if the divine rods were right. They were talking about my wife's chickens that she has in the garage. Oh. And hey. they called them, a, they, because of the noise, They, I think they're affiliating eight with jungle because of the noise in the animals. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know how much I trust spirit boxes really, but I mean, it's just, that's what it was. And th my listeners in my show have heard this multiple times, but I always like to bring it up in, to investigators. But So like, um, yeah. So, I mean, so that's, that was the experiment that I was trying uh, to solidify legitimacy because yes, it could say yes, no, or a voice can come through and say a word and you can misinterpret it. So when I asked the intelligent question, one, two, three, and it said three in two different towns, that's like next level intelligence. And, um, and the reason the second one said three is when, when you watch my video, it's uh, called Lone Pine and Lone Pine is Alabama Hills where they filmed all the Westerns, John Wayne, Hopalong Cassidy, Long Ranger. Okay, so that back in the day, what happened is the movies back then, those cowboys were singing cowboys. Of course. I'm back in the saddle again. Roy Rogers, all of them. And they all filmed in this location. So that specific spirit session when I was walking around the hotel, 
they were answering everything in a singing voice. It was incredible singing. So, um, yeah, you can misinterpret some stuff. That's for sure. And uh, I do prefer my my personal preference is the SP7 spirit box because that can't be manipulated because it can't be manipulated. Oh, you know what? I didn't see your comments section. Oh, that's okay. I'm pretty sure none of them. I'm pretty sure none of them are watching anymore. But <laughs> they, what they give up in 30 minutes? On this network, you get a lot of people that pop in and pop out because there's usually multiple videos going at the same time. It's okay. They can you can replay it. So that they can replay it. But um, so uh, yeah. So so now I'm at that level, Jeremy, where uh, getting the evidence is easy easy for me, and I want to take advantage of it why I can, right? And now I want to go to the next level and try and understand more. So the first example I already told you was the time of year. So the summer solstice, that was intel that was that was incredible um to to go to that location at that time in June. Uh I think there is something to that. I really do. But the spirit box, I like the radio one because when it goes through the stations and when it says something that's an intelligent response to the question. I, I kind of lean towards that as being legit. I bought some new spirit box that talks out loud from the guy in England. I forgot his name. I forgot his name. He makes all the all the equipment and it talks out loud, but you have to ask yourself, is that like a repeat of the words? So when I work with the spirit radio, that to me is more legit because that's random. You know? Yeah. It takes energy for them to take that word out. Huh. That's wow. All, everything you said so far just has me like mind blown. It almost <laughs> makes me it almost makes me want want to know you about what you know about the one subject, but <laughs> but I won't yeah, that's that coming. Okay. So book so. number one is the madam. Book number two, which is 90% done, is here's where I feel like the telekinetics and some of that stuff. Like like I build the SLS Connect camera. You know, those SLS that show the stick figures, right? So it's interesting when you do the homework, it's it's based on telekinetics. And telekinetics is what can you do with your mind, right? So the uh, the second, so I, I don't know. So what I feel is in the paranormal world, in the other world, in the other dimension, I feel that sometimes they they understand what we're thinking or what we're up to. Right. And so certain things will happen. Coincidences will happen like a light goes off or whatever, whatever. So I, while I'm investigating the ghost town, it's it's a historical gold mining town. While I'm doing this and writing the book, what happens is a gold mining claim, gold mining claim comes up and I bought it. Ooh. What are the odds that a gold mining claim in an historical ghost town comes available to a ghost hunter? who's in the middle of digging up dirt on them. Very rare. So here, this is the interesting part. I bought the mine. And I want you to know that where I bought the mine, when you look out the front door of the mine, it looks directly at China Lake. Do you know what China Lake is? China Lake? Not off the top of my head. That's not one I've heard about there. It's the top secret naval base of the military. Now, why is there a naval base in the desert? Why? Why, why would there be? Naval. Why are they building submarines in the desert? Underground aliens. That's right. <laughs> gets better. It gets better. So the coincidences. In 2018 and 19, um, I get hired by the town, China Lake. It's called Ridgecrest, which happens to be the number one um, condensed amount of petroglyphs in the Western Hemisphere. So the Indians draw on the rocks on one location, thousands of drawings on these rocks, the petroglyphs, thousands of drawings on this rock, right? In Ridgecrest, and what does the government do? They put a, they put a military base on top of it. Why? Well, because there's probably some significance to it. Usually, exactly. if natives, usually if Native Americans were were really attached to a place, the military is going to find a way to find that place. That's right. That's right. 
And where's my mind? Right there. And what happened inside my mind when I bought it one year ago? I have some incredible shit that I captured inside the mind that's going to blow you away. That's book number two. <laughs> my haunted mind. It's great. It's going to be great. It is. And I like the title as well. <laughs> my haunted mind. <laughs> yeah. It's great. But I mean, oof. So what a perfect thing for a ghost hunter, right? Gold mining town, ghost town, asylum, gold mine, mining claim, perfect. It's it's an invest it's a paranormal investigator's wet dream, basically. <laughs> In front of now, so I know about the petroglyphs because they hired me to do their petroglyph festival. And I know about it because so as a licensed drone pilot, I'm FAA licensed and I have to know airspace. I have to know Alpha, Delta, Bravo. I have to know what is the airspace? Where can I fly legally? No, we're talking about China Lake in uh, Mojave Desert. So um, so the there's airspace that I have to know. So there's like, if you go over an airport, you're not allowed to fly your drone, you know, for a specific round area it's oh yeah denver, denver airport is completely the head of the underground head underground reptilian bases no doubt about it denver is I, that I've heard anyway that. so um i have to know airspace so i can't fly at 2000 elevation 3000 4000 so forth right airplanes commercial jets fly at 35000 elevation right this area that I bought my mind, where that China Lake is, the airspace is so restricted. It's restricted all the way to space. You can't fly over this location. Why? There's got to be a reason for that. There's big time. Is there any? Is there anywhere else in the in the United States that that same restriction applies? Maybe. I'm not Maybe. sure. They're, they're supposed to say DC, but I think that's a bullshit. Yeah, I don't think they care what's going on, like right in. And the I don't think Area Fifty One. You could fly over Area Fifty One when you get uh, permission at forty thousand elevation. You could do that, but this one, you can't fly over it all the way to space. It's legit hot spot. Planes must always have to avoid it. The federal oh, yeah. government must make to. them. And it's it's a hundred square miles in the desert. It's just. And so I was told that they built this top secret invisible submarine when I was there. They tested a top secret invisible, like a Philadelphia experiment, invisible, radar invisible submarine. Radar invisible. That's what they said. So the question is, if you're building a submarine in the desert, what are you doing with it? It has to definitely get dropped into some tunnels of water and go somewhere. Interesting. Interesting. I mean. So my mind is sandwiched between Edwards Air Force Base and China Lake. And I read huh. like in 1954, some scientists were doing something in this area where my mind is. And they uh, they said they found a Stargate, which totally makes sense. <laughs> okay. This is like, why is the government there? Now, let me talk to you about something you may know. You like American horror, right? Uh, yeah, it. of course. Okay, so you're going to love it. So the last one that he did, remember, it was called Double Feature. I have not seen that season yet. I'm okay, behind on that. So forget, so the, what he did is he did it like a Quentin Tarantino, he did a double feature, right? So the first yeah. one is about, I don't know what, but the second one is in black and white. You're going to love this. The second one, you have to watch it now. The second one that's in black and white is about Eisenhower going to the Mojave Desert in 1954. If you remember, and you look it up in history, Eisenhower was grabbed out of Palm Springs and flown to Mojave for some emergency, and he disappeared for three days. Remember that? Yeah. That's when they said he made a deal with the aliens. Remember that? Yeah, I've heard that story before. And the first part of that season was about the mermaids, but... I forget that part. Go to the second part. And you're going to, especially because I'm telling you right now, when you watch that one, that is where my mind is. Ooh. And that is where this ghost town is. 
Mm. It's right there. So, so remember, remember, remember. And in the rumor is Amelia Earhart really went through their their time tunnel. She got caught in it. Because remember, she was supposed to be working for the government. And so she gets spit from 1930, whatever, into 1954. And he was taken out there because she crashed. Like she came into some UFO vortex at the Amelia Earhart. And they got like in Philadelphia Experiment. And they got and she got crashed in 1954, thrown into time. And she crashed in 1954. And the rumor is she's buried at the cemetery of Randsburg, what my book is all about. And it's in American Horror. He tells it. He tells the story. Huh. My the mind is my mind's just spinning right now with all this information being poured into it. But it's good. So like I knew all this stuff, right? But then when he released the that newest uh, American Horror part two, I was yeah. like, oh my God, that's basic confirmation right there. I mean, because they're they're gonna tell you things that are rumors and legends, but most of the time, like the asylum, that shit's half that's real. At least yeah, half that, of it. Yep. Yeah, so, it's, it's, yeah, he's, what's it, Ryan, whatever his name is, gets very, yeah, Murphy. Ryan Murphy, yeah, Ryan Murphy gets very on it. And like he, he finds the legends that are really true and he just distorts them enough so the government won't give him issues about it. But yeah, it's, and I do have to watch that new season. Oh my God, I can't believe I haven't yet. It's just, well, so now, now it's going to make more sense to you, but do the part two. Trust me. The first part uh, is stupid, but the second half, when it starts in black and white and it's about Eisenhower and the aliens, dude, that's, you're talking to me. I got a mind. That's where I captured the madam. It's right there. It's all if, right there. Where the I madam ever... spoke to me in French, supposedly that's where Amelia Earhart is um, buried. If I ever come out to California, I'm taking a detour down there just to see this ghost town. Oh yeah, it's badass. It's picture perfect. Yeah, so you'll see it's so when you tell people anybody who's re-listening the 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 webpage, I mean my um yeah, my webpage is ghost hunter with an s. ghosthunter.com. ghosthunter.com. Yeah. And on there I actually put four video trailers. I went to the Mitzpa Hotel, the most haunted hotel in America on New Year's Eve, and then I went to uh you know, this ghost town and I showed the video of Lone Pine, the one with the singing cowboys, and you see it all. Yeah, it's definitely. But actually, random question, not really paranormal related, but have you tried actually having your gold mine mined? Not yet. I went out there with my sister-in-law. We had a metal detector. But the same thing happened to me that happened to you, which is going to be my second book. We went in the mine, and it was pretty scary alone because there wasn't a soul around. So um, something whispered in my ear, get out. And I ran like hell. Something, same thing that happened to you. But anyways, I did pick, I did pick up some gold. I mean, some dirt and uh, I play with it. It's in the backyard. And uh, I did find a chunk of silver, no doubt on the ground, just on the ground, piece of silver. So I haven't uh, really, it's 20 acres, this mine claim. It's Ooh, big. That's a, that's a big amount of mine. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely would be exploring that mine, splunking so, that thing all the way. I know, I don't, but it's scary because I can't go out there alone because it's too, too desolate. Yeah, then, you. I would bring like a team of people to go with me, like a group I of know. best gears. Which, eh, once they, eh, maybe once I'm here this episode, because I do have a bunch of paranormal best gears that listen to my show. Once they hear this episode, maybe they'll actually have some interest. I know a yeah. bunch of teams that tra I know a bunch of teams that travel all over the country. Yeah, that's cool. But so you're out there in the desert, which I correct me if I'm wrong, but is that near the Anzo Barango uh, Triangle? Mm, I don't know. Where is that? It's out in the Borrego Desert in California. I'm not sure if it's close to the Navajo Desert or not, but I think that's south. Okay, maybe, maybe. I know Derek Hayes from Monsters Among Us podcast is currently filming a uh, a documentary out there with David Flora from Blurry Things podcast. So I know they're working on that. That's why I know about the Andrew Brego Triangle because it's one of the lesser known triangles in the country. But yeah, that's cool. Could unlike be the one, unlike the one my wife lived in before we moved in together, which was the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh yeah, yeah, that's scary. 
uh, yeah, her house was creepy as hell. I hate I hate being up in that house like at three in the morning, like it was creepy. But and it was on Native American burial ground, so it's just like a poltergeist thing, basically. That's the way it was explained to me when I first started dating hers. Oh yeah, our house is basically like a poltergeist house. I was like, lovely. But have you had any experiences with on all this land you own with any other any like physical cryptids to say? Hmm? Cryptids? Like physical any physical cryptids, like any actual like fur and meat cryptids? You know, um, that's interesting because that there's a there's lots of current legends that in this area where my mind is, there's still dinosaurs that fly around and there's witnesses. Tyrannosaurs or or, um, uh, not philosophers, um, pterodactyls, yeah. Those and also like that movie with Kevin Bacon with that big worm. There's one of those legends. Tremors, like the Mongolian, like the Mongolian death worm over in Mongolia. Yeah. Yeah. So there's legends of those. And what I took inside my mind, the picture is undeniable it's this big it's a hairy thing i don't i don't know if it's a bigfoot or a dogman or a bear so uh i mean it's clear i walked right five feet in front of it and i snapped the picture and i ran out i didn't know i snapped the picture but i but for me what my deal is is i feel them because you can't see them they're cloaking you know yeah i've heard i've heard different theories about that which i'm talking about audience you know why is that for the most part I mean, for the most part, you can't really see. We humans can only see 1%. We can't really see. That's why we have to use infrared and night vision, you know, that stuff. But, yeah, there's something I took there. And then, uh, but this Mojave area, this is Death Valley, okay? So, you know, there's legends of everything out there. Everything. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're also not far from Skinwalker Country. You're not far. You're not far from Chupacabra Country. I mean, it's just... There's a lot. Of and then the other thing creatures. is out there is uh, there's this location in Death Valley called Devil's Hole, Devil's Hole. And supposedly, like Charles Manson has been there. I mean, apparently there's some energy. Well, there's this water in Death Valley, the hottest place on Earth. In Death Valley, there's this cavern. It goes all the way down to a specific waterway that scientists don't know where it goes and where it's coming from. And they found these um, these little uh, fish in there that like are distinct. They don't even know what they are. So there's a whole separate area out there that has a waterway that's just like you just don't know what the hell's going on. And it's in the hottest part. So based on that, there's lots of legends of things living underground. Is what I'm saying. And there's been yeah. lots of sightings in Death Valley of like big creatures eating things, like kind of like Mothman. Out there, Mothman. Yeah. You know, with the big claws and big, but can fly too. I mean, it's out there. Well, actually, my guest that's going to be on the episode before you, he's a researcher from Pennsylvania, an investigator in Pennsylvania, and he's investigated dragon sightings in Pennsylvania around mines, nonetheless. Ooh, interesting. So I am a big believer that wing cryptids, there's a lot of them out there that we don't know about enough to really classify them as a species, even. They're just called winged cryptids, basically. And, I mean, dragons, it's so hard to believe that if... Because I believe they existed at one point, but it feels to me like they had to get wiped out by humans or by something else. Or they yeah. just died out or they just died out from lack of mates. But, I mean, it's possible they could still exist. I mean, they say there's a raptor in the jungles of South America, and they say there's a, a brontosaurus-type creature in a river in Africa, so... So I took a picture about a month and a half ago at a local cemetery here. And um, it is undeniable, undeniable. Like it's a, it's like a snake. Okay. It's head is like an anaconda. All right. You can see the eyes and it has that, you know, anacondas have those really good jaws. They're really big jaws square. And, and it's really long. And at first you go, it's a snake. But then when you look at it, on his back of this snake, you see like like feathers, like wings, I mean, like little baby wings, huh. okay? Which to me indicates it's something ancient. Yeah, because that's, that's similar to the designs you see for like the Chinese dragon or like the Japanese dragons. Right. 
because their dragons were always more snake-like than the European dragons, which were the ones we commonly know. Right. Let me see. I just, you know, I have thousands and thousands of pictures. It's just, it's undeniable. I mean, I have pictures of heads floating. You can't see that one, but anyways. Yeah. I mean, uh, let me see. I want to try and see if I can find this snake. This is, uh, this is a, see this little person? Kind of. Okay, like right there, you see? Yeah, I see an outline. I can't get detail, but I see an outline. Right. This guy is, uh, anyways, he's holding his ja He's holding his hat, and you can see his brown jacket, and you can see the sleeves on his jacket are rolled up. I mean, it's intense. Like, look at this guy. You can see this guy, right? Uh, Like a pioneer guy? I see like a monkey-looking figure, but... Or yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I don't know what that is. If it's a look at this one. Oh yeah, I see that now. Yeah, 100%. a different one. But if you look closely, he's holding a pipe. He's holding a pipe. Huh? I do see that. I, I can see that. Yeah. It's hard because um because I, I'm doing it like this, but I'm trying to see if I can find this snake. But I mean, I have pictures of like uh, cavemen. It's hard to see because of the lights. But uh, I mean, just intense faces everywhere. I mean, this is legit shit. It's not even funny. No, it's really not. It's, it's, There's like the Axeman I was telling you about. What? Huh. Can you see That's... closely his face and beard? Yeah, I can see his face to some degree. Yeah. And then you see he's got blue shirt, right? It looks like a dark shirt. I can't see the blue. Yeah, dark. It's okay. And if you look closely, you'll see his fingers like this. And on the other side, you can see the axe. This is taken outside during the day. Anyways, yeah, I'm trying to a, find the snake. That's a very vivid picture of a, of a spirit. That's for, that's for sure. I got tons. I got thousands. And you're looking at them through this, so it's hard to... Uh... Man, that one with the snake, though, is like, I just took it. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, I've heard stories of giant snakes before, like in Africa, but I never heard of many in America or any dragon-like creatures in America until a couple of days ago. Right. I can't, I can't find it right now. But anyways, you know what I mean. Ah. So, I think it's a good time, unless you have any more stories you want to tell. But if you don't, no, then we can... cool. I mean, I wanted to tell the story of how I got to be a ghost hunter and filmed. The madam, you know, um, yep. and you know, that book, that book is based on who was the woman and how I captured the picture. Then the second book is going to get really tight because when I show you the shit that I found inside that mine and the, oh my God. And, I, and I'm going to tell the story about the petroglyphs and China Lake. I'm going to dabble in that because I don't want to go too far with the government stuff. You get in trouble. You know, yeah, I mean, I I don't blame you. I've I've heard of people being taken off their their networks and podcasts being taken off because they talked about flat Earth for God's sake. Right, stupid. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool, man. So I'm on a roll. I mean, I just start. I just started this uh, adventure, and it's it's gonna get exciting. I mean, well, we will. I am definitely gonna have you back on the future. Thank you for more, asking. More. Come on. Yeah, I'll definitely I'll definitely have you on again in the future when you have more story when you when you uh, have some more stuff happen to you. That's for that's for damn sure. But I think it's a good time to go play some creature feature, which is one of my favorite segments of this show. <laughs> even though I, I love I love all my show, but it's one of the favorite segments of my show because it's just fun to do. Basically, just have to get to my list. But you did mention something off camera, which. I think we'll start there. No, we're not going to talk about that. No, not not that. Not what? that. You said that you would talk about shadow people. Okay, that's really a good one. It's really freaking good. At the place where I filmed my first ghost, remember I told you it's government location, supposedly abandoned, but still has bob wire. I mean, electric fence. That incredible... I went back up there because I'm trying to find, you know, I now I know it's a hot spot. I went up there another time 
and I filmed two snapshots of a shadow person that's dead to rights. The shadow person, I, I pan my camera around and I see behind the tree, you can see his butt, you can see his head, like as if he's trying to hide behind the tree, like standing straight against the tree. And then snapshot number two, you see him look, 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 he goes like this. He's behind the tree and he's like, you see him, he's trying to hide behind the tree and you see his, his head and his butt. Then snapshot two, he goes like this, look. He goes like this. He goes out and his arm is out and it's like snap. Like he went like this, like he was hiding and then he went boom. And I got both pictures. Ooh, yeah, it's good. It's like you would think, oh, okay, maybe that's just a tree branch. No, because trees don't grow down. No, I mean, that's well, unless they're broken, but I mean, you would know it's a broken tree hanging around. But. I'll, try, I'll try and show you one picture if you can see on the phone right here. Look, uh, you can barely see. This is this the picture where, hold on. This is the picture where the shadow man is, you can see right there, his face and his butt. Because yeah, kind I, of. it's kind of, it's hard to see like this, but, but when you see the second snapshot, then you realize he moved. I can't find it on here because I don't have it ready. It's on my cell phone. There's so no, many pictures. Good. Anyways, it's a great shadow picture. Some of my YouTube followers have seen it. It's incredible. And so, then like, a few months ago, I filmed another really big shadow creature too. It's on my YouTube. Huh. I mean, which my wife has. She and she said in her in the house she lived in the Virtual Triangle that there was always shadow people. Like she could hear them stomping up and downstairs, like they're wearing boots and all that. So it's pretty creepy. What What do you think shadow people are? Because I hear a lot of different a lot of different theories in my episodes about this, and I have my own theory, but I like to hear my guests first always. I mean, I think it's uh, it's them, quote unquote. But I believe, like, I don't think it's something different. It's not a different entity. I think it's them. Them could be aliens. It could be ghosts. It could be spirits. But as I said to you, there's a certain time or the camera can hit it just right where you can see them. Huh. Enter. That's I'm trying to think. Cause I mean, do you, you say so you don't believe that shot people are passed on spirits? Like you believe there's something else? No, I do. I think it could be either or either them or like, uh, no, I do. But what I'm trying to say is some people trying to fabricate a shadow person is a specific, you know, being that's mean or uh, a demon. I'm not saying a shadow person <clears throat> is somebody different. I think it's just them that we see in the corner of our eye, the ghost, the spirits. Yeah, I can believe that. I mean, I I, I have this personal theory that I believe in where when you die and you become a spirit, it's like being a kid again, basically, and you have to learn how to do everything over again. Like, I believe when you first start off, you're just a white mist or maybe a different color mist, too. depends on what the mist is based on. But as you get a little older as a spirit, you become a shadow person in my mind. And that's when you could take a shape, and but you can't take your own shape, but you could take a shape of a humanoid, basically. Mm -hmm. And then the final phase, once you're old enough, which this may take 100 years, who knows, that's when you can show up as a full body apparition of what you look like when you're alive or whatever form you want to take sometimes, because I think some spirits can change how they look. So that's my theory. I always like to put it out there when I'm talking about spirits on Creature Feature, but I, I don't really know where it came from. I just kind of made it up from different things I heard, but it is, I don't know. Some people think it makes a lot of sense. Some people are like, no, that's not true. But it's, it's just... Well, I mean, it makes it, sense because we're all energy. We're all a ball of energy, and that energy takes different forms. And it makes sense that in, even in the spirit life, you have to learn how to do everything again because when you die, you're not in your body. Your brain is gone. So That's you don't right. That's right. Through. That's a good point. Like you have to learn how to manipulate that energy. That's exactly. Right. It's like being a baby again, which I Okay, I have to get going because um, a museum oh. has called me and I need to return this call before they close. 
Okay, that's fine. Um, I'll I'll edit this part out. But um, if so, we're gonna call it a night for tonight. But do you want to give out your website once more time and any other socials you want to give people to try to find you? Yeah, you uh, ghosthunters.com. <clears throat> you can get the book and see some videos. And my uh, YouTube is Mason Exploring. Mason Exploring. Yes, which I am. Gonna, I'm going to be subscribing to that for sure because I did check out a couple <laughs> on there, and they're and they're all awesome. Yeah, you'll see some videos on there, and I do a lot of chats. I took a lot of stuff down because of government reasons. If you get my drift. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I want to thank you very much for letting me come on this show. Oh, definitely, and we'll we'll we definitely definitely want to get you back on again because you were cool. very entertaining, and you have a lot of good stories. And by next time we get you on, maybe you'll have even more stories for us. Who knows? And then I can like, share, I'll screen share some of these photos next time. Yeah, that'd be fun. I, then it'll be easier to, to see. Yeah, that's definitely a, good, definitely a good idea. But as all my listeners know, if you want to know everything I'm doing, go to Star I mean, Star Wars. Go to Paranormal, the new normal Facebook group. And every podcast I'm on, all five or six of them is on there. So go there and you'll see everything I do. Or catch me on Twitter and the gram as at Juggalo Bastard. And that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you guys for catching this episode, and we'll see you next time, either on Parapost Network Live or on Spotify and all other podcasters. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks.